0: Welcome to How Do You Write. I'm your host, Rachel Herron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 358 of How Do You Write. I'm Rachel Herron, and I am so pleased that you're here with me today as we are talking to Alicia Salnikova-Gilmore. And this was awesome. It was such a fun conversation. We talk about method acting to get into a point of view. We talk about the difficulties of research. We talk about the joy of a debut novel, which is something you know that I always like to make sure that I talk about with with my guests who have a brand new sparkly First time ever book coming out. So that is coming up in the interview portion. What has been going on around here? Well, as I mentioned in uh, the mini episode that I also just recorded, I fell down a hill and hurt my butt. It's so embarrassing to have an injured buttock, just one, just the right one, and be unable to sit for days and days. I was obviously unable to drive, I was unable to stand. All I could do was lie on my side and try to keep the puppy from bouncing on it. Oh, and my stomach hurts thinking about that pain right now, but it was a pretty bad fall. I, you know what? It, it was, it was a fine fall. It was just my butt. I didn't hurt my head. It didn't hurt my hands. I didn't, you know, it's, nothing broke. So I don't know about the coccyx, but you can't do anything about that. Coccyx? Cossacks? cossacks? No. Anyway, um, coccyx, I think it is. So I've been recovering from that and trying to rest and it's annoying And, uh, what else has been going on? I, there, there's progress. There's motion on seven miracles, the book that I wrote last year. And I can't talk about it yet, but there is, um, sudden motion on it. So that's interesting and exciting. And I have been finishing up my Patreon essay for this month with it, which is about the dog. And in that essay, which you can look at for a dollar a month if you wanted to over at patreon.com slash Rachel and ad read. In that essay, I realized something that has been kind of feeling really strange and weird and has been weighing on me, which is for the last few years, I've had some pretty big ass goals. They have been sell our house, sell everything we own. Well, sell a lot, most of what we own move around the world, find a city we love, rent an apartment, make some friends, buy a house and get a pet. We've done all those things and I don't know what the next big adventure is. And I was talking about it with my wife last night and she's also having the same feelings. Like this weird like what do we do now? We paint the kitchen? Like is that our big adventure? And I don't know what the big adventure. We went on a great walk. Um we it is an interesting, existential place to be. Maybe oh, ugh, I hate this. The thought that has just flitted through my mind is maybe it is just time to be still, and to listen and to enjoy and to kick back. Oh, I don't like any of that. I just told you how much I hated being in bed for three days with a sore buttock. Buttock is such a funny word. Yeah, so I don't know what that answer is. And that is, um, I explored just a tiny little bit in that essay. And really, the essay is about Junebug, Professor Junebug, our little dog. Um, But so I've been writing that. And I, but I really have been thinking about this idea of what is next and what does that look like in terms of books? And I know I keep coming back to this question, but I don't have a clear answer because I have so many books in the wings waiting to land and I need to be working on production of those. But I'm also always writing. And what do I want that writing to be right now in my 500 words a day, which I still love right now. That looks like whatever is pulling me that day. Is that okay? Cause it's really fun, but it's not adding up to anything. What would I tell a student? I would tell a student that sounds amazing. Just keep doing that, following your gut, writing what you want to write, finding delight in that and moving forward. Thanks, Rachel. Appreciate the pep talk. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm doing that, and that is where I am with writing right now, and um, very it's, it's fun. I feel content and also restless, and that is that's I think normal for me. All right, so that's what's going on around here. Um, I would like to thank new patron Catherine Bellinger. I wish for you to be moving down the road in whatever you the way you best like to move, and that you see something that dazzles your soul. May it hit you like a rainbow to the heart and may you recognize it for the miracle that it is right in that sparkling moment. And also may you know that that transcendent moment is just for you. And now that I've spoken that out loud, maybe Catherine, you would just send me a quick email when you see that, when you see that dazzling rainbow to the heart that is just for you. Let me know what it is because now I'm curious about what it will be. Let us jump into the fabulous interview. Um, with Alicia. Okay, here's her bio. Alicia Sanikova- Gilmore was born in Moscow, Russia, raised in the US and graduated from Pepperdine University with a bachelor's in English and political science and from North- Northwestern University School of Law with a JD. She practiced litigation at a large law firm for several years before pursuing her dream of becoming an author. She is happiest writing historical fiction and fantasy inspired by Eastern European folklore. She lives in a wooded lakeside suburb of Chicago with her husband and daughter. The Witch and the Tsar is her debut novel. Please enjoy this interview and happy writing all of you. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelheroncom write, and you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I could not be more pleased to welcome you to the show today. Hello, and will you please share your name and your pronouns with
1: us? Hi, uh, Alicia Salnikova-Gilmore. Very excited to be here, and I'm she/her. Thank you very much. Well, your book, "The Witch on the
0: Czar," is kind of blowing up. I've been, I have seen it on Book Talk, where I spend maybe a little bit too much time. Um, and I just wanted—this is your debut, right? Yes. And as we speak, it's been out for about two months. Two months? How, yeah. How yesterday. <laughs> yes, yesterday. Yes. How has it felt to be a debut author? What is, What has is the whole journey been like? I love hearing this
1: it's really wild i mean um the way i would describe it is it's just like uh being on a roller coaster really really fast and um but it, it it's it's kind of up and down as well like a roller coaster so i feel like you are so high some moments and then you know some moments have their disappointments or um you know things that maybe you would could have been different. um But overall, it's just an amazing journey just because at the end of the day, you see your book in a store or your book online and someone tags you and say they really loved it and enjoyed it. And, 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 you know, nothing else matters. It's you made someone happy. And I think that's. That has been just one of the most amazing experiences that I saw, you know, happening to our authors. And I would be like, oh, that's so exciting. Like people are actually reading their book and loving it. And so to see, you know, people um, reading the book, liking the book, reviewing the book, um, you know, and and just enjoying it and having fun with it has just been the most amazing. And of course, working with my team, I I can't forget that. They've just been amazing. And um, this is so much more than I ever expected myself. So it's really you know it's it's really amazing so oh, i love that i love the joy yeah. on your
0: face too as you're talking about it
1: <laughs> what does your writing process look like day to day how where,
0: where and how and tell me about that
1: so i am very much um uh, I do my work uh, during the business hours. Um, I am a former lawyer or yeah, I used to practice law. So there's so many lo- the, the lawyers
0: to writer pipeline
1: yeah. is like a direct shot, you know, in so many ways. It's true because, because honestly we have preparation, the writing, the research, the, uh, the tenacity, you know, and the hard work for sure that it takes to succeed in both, um, is, is very similar, but you know, that's what really, uh, got, me used to working hard and to working during the business hours. Like that's still my most mm-hmm. productive. Um, so usually I'll start around nine, nine 30. I work in my office only. I can't work anywhere else. I'm most focused, switch on some music. That's how I focus on, you know, the writing and the work. And then I usually in the morning start with um, either some social media, some emails, uh, reviewing the work from the day before, which I do, you know, people tell you not to edit your work, but <clears throat> I always edit my work and um, I prefer it that way. And we get to do um, what and we then want in this is business. Really for, for yes. the- <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You do what works for you. That's what I've learned. Um, So usually afternoon is for, um, you know, doing the new work. So right now I'm editing my second novel. So I'll do the heavy edits, heavy substantive edits in the afternoon. And I try to finish around six or seven, or I've been working very hard to not work at nights um, to really get at that um, life work balance a little Mm -hmm. more, because I think definitely being a lawyer, being, In the legal industry, taught me to overdo it sometimes. So I think I've really been focusing on, you know, I work during the week, um, and then I just read and spend time with family and um, do some mental health, I guess, like meditation over the weekends. So I've been I've been really working on that. That sounds incredibly healthy and well (laughs) done, you like I know it probably doesn't work. Most of the time it's not working. (laughs) It's our goal. Yes, (laughs) it is. It is. Yeah, no, but you know, during the week is, but I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky in that. um, You know, I had my mom helping with my daughter who's a year and a half. And then I finally, um, I finally have a nanny now. So having that childcare really, I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky, obviously. And, um, it, it helps me, you know, um, to have that time to write, but you write whenever you can. And in the past I've written during lunch breaks, when I was working at night on the weekends, I mean, you do what you have to and what works for you. Yeah.
0: I love that. What is your biggest (laughs) challenge when it comes to writing?
1: Uh, Biggest challenge is probably the, well, I'll get technical here, the research. Um, Just because I frankly don't enjoy it very much. I am too restless. I just, you know, because you have this idea. I just want to get to the writing. I want to get to the meat. But it's obviously very important, especially in historical fiction fantasy, you have to research to know what you're talking about. And, um, you know, I do enjoy parts of it. It can be really fun, especially if you're reading um, an interesting book or or learning something new that maybe you didn't know before. And it's exciting and uh, will, you know, really bear weight on the story. But yeah, that's my biggest challenge. I think I just I I always like um, it takes me a bit like not to rush it you know, and I always just have to tell myself, it's okay. Like you'll start when you start, you'll, you know, kind of. So you're doing the
0: the bulk of the research (laughs) before the book. Are you also researching Mm -hmm. as you're writing the book? Do you kind of uh, back and forth?
1: Yeah. Frequently I'll have like a list of, you know, the books I need to read for a given topic. I'll do probably half, like the most important that I need Mm -hmm. to write the story. Mm -hmm. I'll write it and then I'll kind of do research on breaks. So I'm mm-hmm. still actually not done, even though I have a draft already, I'm already editing book two, but I still have some research to do. So yeah. I plan to do that as soon as I'm done editing. And so it's kind of an endless process. It really can be endless. You know? <laughs> <What> <laughs> That's why you I know? hate it. That's why I hate it. <laughs> what is your biggest
0: joy when it comes to writing? Not the research.
1: <laughs> not the research. Um, I, so I love drafting. I'm very strange in that way because I love that blank page. Uh, To me, it's filled with possibility. That's terrifying to me. Yeah, I know. Most writers that I talk to, they're like, you're crazy. Uh, But... I love it. And part of the reason why I love it, honestly, is that I'm usually very well prepared. Um, By the time I start writing, I've done some research. I know what I'm talking about. I sort of, um, you know, have planned out the book. Um, So I have an outline. I have character profiles. I have... You know a synopsis mm. of the story, uh, which is about three to four to five pages long. So I'm usually prepared, and usually it's not like, um, as terrifying, I think, as um, I think like pancers, yeah. um, have it. Um, but I will tell you this with my book two, the drafting was really hard. It was really, I don't know why. I think people tell me it's the book two. Um, I had a what bad, I, book I forget what it is.
0: Like. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. Yeah, it's. And I hear that from like everyone I talk to. They're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a slog. That's how it was for me, honestly. And I'm really enjoying the editing now. Like, I feel like I got some good feedback from my critique partner, from my agent, got some good feedback. I'm just like, okay, I actually know what I want to do with it. It's been fun. Um, so I'm actually really enjoying this editing process. Oh, I love that you, that in your answer to that, you said, I love the first
0: draft and I love the editing draft. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. Can you <laughs> exactly. share a craft tip of any sort with us?
1: Yes. Um, so actually this is the one that is like my favorite to Ooh, share because okay. yes, because, um, so I reached it myself. But I saw this talk given by Madeline Miller, who's of course the acclaimed author yeah. of um, *Song of Achilles* and *Circe*, and she she put it like the best way. She said, "I changed my writing when I started to pretend to be one of my actors because she's into theater as well. When I'm like pretending to act and I'm that character, and I loved that because that's what Ooh. I've reached during my writing process myself is. I'm not going to just say, oh, this is a DPOV. I'm going to DPOV it. I'm going to actually get into my character set and pretend to be them. Like method acting,
0: but for writing.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. And as soon as I started doing that, I did some theater myself in the past and I- love that it's so much more fun because you're pretending you're imagining you're pretending you know what do you what does this character feel what do they hear what do they you know and i have this list that i go through for every scene i start still i said okay i'm gonna ground myself i'm what am i seeing right now what am i feeling what am i hearing what am i touching like it's just and it leveled up my writing yeah wow that is it changed my writing (laughs) How
0: long does it take you to get into that, like to do that little process of going through the questions and grounding yourself?
1: Well, right now it's more natural. It used to take me a long time. Uh, I started a scene. you know, I would start a scene and I would just kind of go through the questions. It would take me like maybe half an hour or fifteen mm-hmm. minutes, twenty minutes. I mean, I would have to like research, you know, things sometimes, like, oh, what does this smell like? I forgot, you know, like mm-hmm. just silly things like that. But now, um, I've just gotten into the practice of it that I really just right away. Okay, I'm starting a scene. I'm focused. I know what I'm doing. Okay, go. you know? like, and now it's like much more natural. Yeah. It's a good that exercise, such an exciting tip.
0: And it's one I've never heard. Yeah. And I will try it because I'm <laughs> one of those people who I forget to put in any detail whatsoever about their bodies and about where they yeah. are in space until a later draft. Mm-hmm. So that sounds so cool. Thank you for sharing that. That was
1: absolutely it, it really I've never heard. Yeah. And it really helps with not only like getting deep into the POV, which is really important for today's fiction mm-hmm. and, um, it's really important regardless of what genre you're working on in. Um, and, or what POV, like you're in third, you're in you fr- you're still getting that deep POV or else a lot of readers just won't, you know, right. identify with your writing. And, um, and I think it's like made not only the POV more effective that I write in, but also honestly the character development, like Absolutely. really getting deep into the character. Mm-hmm. And are you doing so. multiple points of view for this book
0: or is it the one? <sighs>
1: Well, that's a really fun question because I was doing three points of view in first person, and then I had a freak out. I had, well, I call it a freak out. And after I got some feedback from my agent and she said, so it's about two sisters. And she said, you know, the sisters, they're not really different. You need to make them more different. And I'm like, I need to change tense. I need to change POV. So actually I've been changing the tense from first past to third present. Ooh, that's yeah. so cool. Oh, it's really, so cool. really it's madness but uh <laughs> I think it's working like I think I have a good feeling about it so I think I'm I'm on the right track. <laughs> that's such a, that's a hard
0: change to make though. I, I went, mm-hmm. one of my drafts I remember I went from first to third so I had a lot of like she looked
1: out at my shoes
0: because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I missed I them. I just once.
1: fixed that. <laughs> yep. Half an hour ago, I just fixed one just like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the kindest thing that anyone has ever done for you in your writing? Oh, my gosh. The kindest thing has got to be hands down um, people reading my writing, um, especially when it was terrible. And I completely shout out to uh, my sister. Who was one of my first readers, my husband, and they actually encouraged me instead of being like, "This is crap, so <laughs> what yeah. are you doing?" Um, and you know, my best friend, uh, my critique partner, and and best friend, she's you know been there th- for me from the beginning. Um, and then, of course, my beta readers actually, so they were one of the first in the writing industry to take a look at my writing objectively, to be honest. Um, provide really good feedback that I then really used. Um, And all, you know, spending their time like that is just such a rare thing, especially people having day jobs and um, responsibilities, uh, life responsibilities, that it's really incredible when someone takes the time um, to, you know, uh, read your work, review your work. Um, you know, uh, critique it, uh, give great feedback, uh, talk to you about it, answer all your questions. I mean, these are the people that really helped me so much just by donating their time, you know, and, and a, knowledge yeah. and expertise. Yeah. What a huge
0: gift to give anyone, just like you said, like with, with the busyness of the rest of our lives to do that. But I will say yeah, um, yeah. that I was just thinking about, cause I, I don't, to read for many people but there I have a Mm -hmm, couple close mm -hmm. friends that you know we always exchange manuscripts and those are the ones that I read and there's something Mm -hmm. really delicious about reading another writer's work for that and not only do you go deep into their book but you get to think about Mm -hmm. it and get to think
1: like oh I get to help this person so yeah no it's it's um it's awesome like and and to see them improve from manuscript to manuscript um you know I I now only um switch manuscripts for now, uh, with my critique partner, just cause mm-hmm. time. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but yeah, it was incredible. I actually just read her new book and, um, it was really, um, amazing because it actually helped me think through my book. So it was oh, actually quite that. selfish. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, mean, I was telling her the other day, I'm like, you know, I figured out this because I read your book and it, it just, it yeah. really allows you to look in, uh, at your own writing. Mm-hmm. It's one of the, best things that's amazing yeah what
0: is what's the kindest thing you've ever done for yourself as a writer
1: for myself um Yeah. So I think that has to do with definitely being kinder to myself. Um, How do you do it? (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) I I really don't know. (laughs) I am. I've actually had this like peaceful wave come over me lately, though. Like the last couple of weeks lately, like this is like, no, but I mean, seriously, it's, um, you know, forcing myself to stop at six or seven, spend time with my daughter when I could be going, you know, to eat at a reasonable hour instead of eating at 10, I'm still not very good at that. I'm very European in that way because (laughs) I eat really late. Um, No, but I mean, just being kind to yourself and, um, you know, making time for like other things besides for writing. I think, um, especially after law, I was um, really used to that's how life is. Life is work, that's it. That's it, and I would give up everything for it.
0: Mm.
1: And um, while I've done some of that in publishing, just because it's taken a you know long time, long journey to get here, but I am now trying to um, just approach that balance between life and writing better. And I think that really is the kindest thing you can do for yourself. Um, That's why I'm trying to not work on the weekends. That's why I'm trying to spend more time with family, uh, mental health all of that is really important. And I think the other thing that's really important, especially when you're um, at at all stages of the process of the publishing process and writing process, I think it's so important to not put so much pressure on yourself, not say, you know, I'm going to do this much and I have to do this much or, or, you know, I'm going to stay up all night and do it. It just doesn't do you any favors and you're still going to finish when you finish. And you know, the outside world reviews, sales, all of that. It just, um, you really want to control it, but you can't. <laughs> so it's really, um, stressful, but I think the kindest of thing you could do for yourself is just say, this is out of my control. I can't oh. do anything about it. Yes. I'm going to not look at my reviews. Yes, <laughs> I'm trying oh not to do God. that. <laughs> Good
0: for you. Oh, yes. Publishing is the one thing in my life that has taught me more than anything else Mm -hmm. to release my control freak tendencies because i because you have to you just get you'll just exhaust yourself and run yourself into the into Mm -hmm. the brick wall
1: that's and just with worry
0: yeah
1: i mean you can worry about everything the writing this book isn't going well you know sales Mm -hmm. aren't just what i want them to be uh reviews aren't what they i mean it's all this stuff that or you could just show up and do some work tomorrow and let it go, you
0: know, and I say that as if it is easy and you know that it is impossible, but we, but it is one of those things we try over and over Mm -hmm. again to pick up and remember. I love, that's gorgeous. Thank you.
1: No, but like, really, um, I think remembering why we're doing this, actually, uh, I was talking to my critique partner yesterday. And, um, you know, she has a lot of family coming into town for Thanksgiving and all that. And um, just, you know, she's working on edits and all that. And she said to me, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do that. I'm like, listen, your family's coming in. Relax. You'll get it done. Like, you can't you can't stress, just remember why you're doing this. Because really, when I remember why I'm doing this, it's the writing. It's not the other noise. Yeah. It's the writing. That's what it's, it's about. It's the story. It's about getting
0: that story, story that's inside us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out. and it will always, mm-hmm. always take longer than we think. And it will always get done. Absolutely. But it's, mm-hmm. it's... release that too. Oh, Okay, Ooh, this is I'm yeah. finding this very inspiring. <laughs> Speaking of inspiring, what is mm-hmm. the best book that you have read recently and why did you love it?
1: Hands down, The Hacienda by Isabel Cáñez. She um, was on
0: the show <gasps> a month or two ago. Wasn't that a gorgeous book?
1: I seriously, and she's just a really nice person too. She like very is. friendly, very supportive. Um, and I don't know her that well, but she's very friendly and supportive. And um I just loved that book. Um, I think I loved it because it's just a great piece of modern Gothic fiction. Mm-hmm. It's, um, just done so well, but with a modern flair, um, the suspense is wonderful. The creepy factor is wonderful. The house is, I mean, just everything was wonderful about that book to me. And, um, uh, my next book is actually Gothic fiction as well. So, I learned so much from Isabella. I actually told her, I'm like, this was, this got me out of my reading slump, my writing slump, everything. Like it was, it's just a great book. Oh, and I bet she loved love <laughs> to hear that too. Yeah. that is. I think she did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is wonderful. And we're all pen, Penguin Random House sisters, right? Yeah. She is. She actually, is yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's
1: Berkeley. Mm-hmm. She's yep.
0: Berkeley. You're Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Are, yep. are you done? Yeah, yep. I'm done. What about you?
1: Oh, you're Dutton. Dutton. Okay, yeah. that's so <laughs> nice. cool. Awesome. All right. Speaking of
0: your publisher and where where we you? are, can you please tell us about your book? Give us a little logline, if you don't mind.
1: Sure. Um, so, as you said, my book is a debut. The Witch and the Czar is a reimagining of the um, immortal and maligned Slavic witch of legend Baba Yaga as she risks all to save her country and her people from Zaraiv Ivan the terrible in 16th century Russia.
0: <laughs> can, you, can you say the, uh, the, her name again? Because we've heard in the West, we've heard Baba Yaga, and that's not what you said. Yeah. You said something really beautiful. Can you say it again?
1: <laughs> Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Okay, I never knew it yeah. was
0: pronounced that way.
1: You know, honestly, um, and I need to look this up as well, but I heard that Baba Yaga is actually the pronunciation of other Slavic cultures. Um, And so I don't want to minimize their uh, pronunciations, uh, but in Russian, as I've heard it, it's Baba Yaga. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, and
0: (laughs) that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, And what, let's see, um, what do I want to ask? What do you miss about that book now that it is out in the world? That's a really good
1: question. Um, I miss the characters, I think. Um, Just the whole world. Um, that I built. Um, I was actually just talking to my husband about it this weekend. We were talking, sometimes we talk about future projects. He talks everything with me. He's not a writer, but he will listen to everything. He is a really good, um, he's got a very good sense for storytelling because he loves comics, video games, that's my, movies, that's my wife. She's the perfect yeah. <laughs>
0: person to talk to, but she's super into comics and graphic novels. And exactly. She understands story yeah. structure because of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Go on, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing to have because you mm-hmm. have that sense Sounding board always. Um, but he's not like entrenched in it as I am, which is thankfully great. (laughs) Um, so anyways, we were talking about like future books and all that, and I was like, well, I want to do this and this and this and this. And he's like, but do you want to do another you got? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm not there yet, but I'm like, yeah, I do because I really miss her. I miss Yaga. I miss. The characters, like I feel like out of all the characters I made, and I love my book characters now, but there was something really special about these characters. Maybe it was because it's the first time that characters came alive for me, Mm -hmm. um, as they did, was this Babi Yaga book. And um, I just miss the world, the magic, the folkloric aspects. Mm -hmm. Like my husband was showing me this video game that he saw that's based on Norse uh, folklore, I believe, or mythology. And I was like, oh, forests, uh, creatures. Uh, oh, I really miss it. I miss it. I want more. I want to oh. write more. So it's it's really, I think, just the world, the magic of it and the folklore, just uh, making something your own. its It's really amazing. Making something your
0: own. And mm-hmm. that is what we do as writers. We make something that is so our own and we live in it
1: mm-hmm. and then we let it go. We let it go into the world yeah, oh. so <laughs> it's, and horrifying. It's, it's, it's horrifying it's horrifying
0: it's the best also thank you so so much for being on the show yeah. where can people find you out on the internet
1: Um, Well, usually if you Google me, Alicia, even if you just do O-L-E-S-Y-A, my first name, Alicia Gilmore, G-I-L-M-O-R-E, you will just find me. Um, AliciaGilmore.com is my website. And you can find a list of all the retailers for my book, which is, of course, out now. And uh, my newsletter as well, which you should sign up to, especially since we don't know the Twitter situation happening. (laughs) So keep in touch. Um, I I know.
0: Notice that, like I, yeah. I, I put together a mastodon the last time yeah. I hated Twitter yeah. five years ago or something yeah. like that, and I, I don't even know how to log in, but I keep getting emails that people have joined my mastodon.
1: <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, I've been seeing that, and the the hive, I think the hive. Yeah, I saw that one too. I remember vaguely. Sothers. Well, I'm still not on them, but I'm still on Twitter. Yeah. I plan to be on Twitter unless something unpleasant happens. I'm Alicia on Twitter. Great. newsletters are great, yes, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm Alicia Author. Thank you, Alicia. It's been a
0: delight to talk to you today, and I wish you very continued happy writing.
1: This was so lovely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write?,